What's happening? What's happening? It's your boy Zip G O U L D, man. Two player, two player tapping in. Man, we got a special, special show for y'all tonight, man. Yo, or today, whatever time you listen to it, we got my girl Cyan Ribeiro, superstar actress. You probably seen her on a commercial. You probably seen her on your favorite voiceover. But man, she live in the studio recording with your boy. We're gonna get real deep, man. We're gonna take it on a whole nother level. You know, I like to go deep in, jump off the top rope, metaphysical. You know what time it is, man. You know, it's not a lot of black occultists out here. So I'm tapping in for all my people on the black occultic tip. Of course, of course, I know, I know. Many of y'all, y'all hear me talk about these topics. Y'all like, man, what is this? You know what I'm saying? But let's introduce my girl, Cyan. Man, what's up, Cyan? Say something to the people. What's up, what's up? How y'all doing? I'm so happy to be here. You know, just came to just spill the beans and bear my soul. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, your soul protected here. So when you, okay, you can good. be, you can be, it's a safe space, no judgment zone, right. to, hey, non-local, non-judgmental, everywhere in particular, nowhere in general. Right. So we're going to jump right in. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, man, it's, uh, it's Monday out here in this beautiful sunny LA. We out here enjoying it. Finally, right? You know, <laughs> it's, been the worst weather it's, ever. it's crazy, right? Rain. You know, I've been here for eight years and this, and like, I have, you know, FaceTime, uh, Facebook memories and things like that that say, like, I was in a pool, it was 80 degrees. This is, like, February and March. It is May. It's true. And it is still in the 60s. And, I mean, like, I'm not trying to complain because, I mean, like, it's not, like, freezing or nothing. But, but it is, like, damn. I'm, right. I was expecting to get a little more tan. You I know? didn't move here for this. No. You know? So, <laughs> it's a little bit much. It is a lot. So, yeah, you know, uh, so many uh, amazing things happening on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bitcoin is still not dead. What you know about Bitcoin? You know about Bitcoin? I don't know much about Bitcoin. You know what? When we first connected, we were supposed to talk about crypto. Yeah, because one of my friends had, um, first of all, one of my friends mentioned it to me in like 2014, right? And he's like, you know, there's, you know, he's talking about the dark web and all yeah. this stuff. This Asian dude, he's just telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I don't know anything about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not even like that much all like learning technology like you know influencers are doing all these things with their videos and all these things on the internet like Damn i can't right. like i'm finna hire somebody to do that for me like <laughs> I'm, uh, but either way um he you know he didn't get any of it he just knew all he just had all this information and then one of my other friends had mentioned it to me like two years later um but i guess he had you know bought some and i don't know how much but he ended up probably spending maybe like five hundred dollars and then like last year he got like forty thousand dollars <laughs> and i just didn't crazy i couldn't right? believe it because i'm like the my friend who was telling me about it you know he had all this information and, and he told me shit. and he didn't yeah you know and send and the I kids to school to eat the books yeah <laughs> right and even me like i didn't you know i didn't know what he was talking about wow. you know what i mean i'm like what the hell is a dark web you know so the dark web is amazing like i mean i won't say that in like general nomenclature but it is i mean it's the 99 percent of the stuff on the internet you can't find through general searches right. so if you see like increasingly with our government and the media they're trying to constrict how we get access to information mm-hmm. so the dark web everything's on there you just got to know how to access it. So let's pick an episode and we'll talk about that. But I always start my shows off with crypto is not dead because a lot of people believe it was a fad. It's a, uh, you know, Bitcoin's bullshit. I got in in 2013, um, got scared, made a big profits. It dropped again around 2015 and 250, excuse me, went all the way in, 100,000 in, then bounced up. And then now really um, working with a lot of companies to help the digital transformation to get them to accept crypto, specifically Bitcoin, working with Microsoft because they're building on the Bitcoin blockchain. Mm-hmm. This thing is late, and we still only in the first inning. That's the thing. If this is a baseball game, this is the first inning of Bitcoin. See, that's what my friend, the one that had came up, 40000 he, he said it was dead. You know, after he took his money, he that's why he took his money. He was like, you know, it's not about to be doing good no more. You know, all this stuff. It's about Huddle to be game. cannabis, blah, blah, blah. Cannabis is big. Yeah, so he was just like, and then... You know, so he did. He did. We should have smoked before this show, but I did. <laughs> but we smoke after. <laughs> cannabis is gonna be big. Um, I'm investing in some cannabis. I want to open a farm. That's where the real money is. I mean, growing. Like we right now, it's a planet shortage right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say I ain't gonna put all my business out there. Folks is going crazy. Like, man, it's a drought. I'm like, all right, really? but that's just another story. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been experiencing a drought. He's like, look, look, we're growing trees. Look at me. Okay, forever in abundance. <laughs> 
Well, well one of the things I heard was that 90% of all, well, 70% of all cannabis grown in this state leaves the state. So, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So that's what I think it's more so because of demand. You know, the thing is, is the price here. I don't know, you know, how if you noticed how much we cost anywhere else, but here the price is very cheap. Yeah. You know, for like pounds are cheap. Man, I ain't you got know. the plug yet. Yeah, but no. <laughs> but they still are, are cheap. Yeah, pounds are cheap. I know back in my hometown, niggas is paying three, four thousand. That's what I'm saying. Easy. So like out here, you can get a pound or something like that, even if you don't have a plug for yeah. maybe like twelve, thirteen, maybe fifteen. That's you love. Know? That's so love. So you can sell that on the East Coast, especially at least five up grand. And, up and down the East oh, Coast, man. depending on how good it is. But yes, anywhere from twenty five hundred to like five thousand for a pound. You That's know, love. I mean, that's just the weed here is so good. It's and so it's good. Different. It's yeah, it different is different than the Colorado you know, people out there trying to grow in. Yeah, and all that backyard. Thing. My boy brought some from Flint down to to the crib, and, and it went, but it wasn't like that. Cali, Cash was like, man, I tell everybody, California, it's the sun, but even the indoor be different. It's weird. So that's the thing. Some people here are gonna get it, and it's like, you know, it's hard to to try to be. Especially a street dealer out here, yeah. Because like, how how are you gonna do? You can't make much no. of a profit because everybody knows how cheap it is here. Yeah. But you can sell it to somebody on the East Coast who so, doesn't okay. know, and you know they can be a street dealer and they can make money different and charge way more because yeah, right. they're not over here. This is a hey. That's the number one rule. A bit. Well, number two rule. Number one rule is caveat emptor. Which means buyer beware. Number two rule of business is economies to scale. You gotta have a business where the economies can scale up so you can make a profit. Yeah. So I love it. You know what I mean? So, so look, we're gonna take a two and two. We're gonna jump back. Y'all heard a little bit about crypto, a little bit about that good cushy ishy, sticky icky. We're gonna come back and holler at y'all in a minute. Two player. Nigga, I'm trapping them on. I'm whipping the ticket like the Colonel Migo Brigo first. I love off a 7G phone. I send your bitch on a date with a 6GS phone. My nigga, I'm trapping them on. Whipping the tickets like the Colonel Migo Brigo first. I love seconds is it something to me or I'm hanging up the phone. Work at that Anderson, wrapping the packages. I get that box to your dope. Yo, I got two cellular phones. 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 I got a Metro PCS Obamacare, two flip phones. It's a money call, so when that phone ring, ain't no ringtone. I be texting on the phone. Pick up the other one like hello. Customer knocking, he at the door. Hold on one second, I'm coming, bro. Used to be trapping all across the country. To the mailman down the one way. Check on my punch way. I see you a bus on a Sunday. Just stepping off the runway. so delicious. I can't let her know about the mischief. See on my line, acting all suspicious. I just be switching phones on these bitches. AR chopper with the Gucci strap. No pussy nigga want none of that. Bring a body back. I put that money in body bags. I'm pulling up at the no touching it. Red body in the Louboutin, check the kicks. Blue hunt in my pocket, you know I'm crip. I pull up on this here, roll assist. And I rock it in extended clip. You gon' make me pull it out and let it rip. Pulling out the pipe, rolling out the zip. Check out that roller, you know it piss. I still trap off a 7G phone. I send your bitch on a date with a 6GS phone. My nigga, I'm trapping them on. Whipping them tickets like the Colonel Mingle. Bring a phone. I love these seconds to say something to me or I'm hanging up the phone. Work at that Anderson, wrapping the packages. I get that box to your dope. Yeah. I got two cellular phones. 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 I got a Metro PCS Obamacare, two flip phones. It's a money call, so when that phone ring, ain't no ringtone. 7 plus, 8 plus, no Android, team iPhone. FaceTime say going up, I keep a bad bitch on my iPhone. Feel like Gucci man up in the 6, yeah, I'm in my zone. Get money, get more, if it's about bridge, hit my flip phone. You see in my teeth, bitch, while I smoke loud with my team, bitch. I'm in the trap house with my team, bitch, at 15 with the beans, bitch. Could've seen, no one seen shit. All black on that creep shit. Pull up on them with the Glock, leave a nigga slump like he on that lean shit. 300 line for the activist. Pussy nigga, you can handle it. She a ballerina doing handstands with that pussy pop doing passive flips. And she give me head in the challenge. Sauce nigga, no manager. Fuck a four, half an hour, hit her with another round and then I'm passing. 
Seven GCG is phone, flip phone, Android, hit me on all of them. I'm smashing her passenger. She wanna get money, then I got the formula. Got bricks in the passenger. Do hunt the highway, I pull off and passing them. I'm in traffic with packages. I got two phones ringing, they won't even answer. Trap up a 7G phone. I send your bitch on a date with a 6GS phone. My nigga, I'm trapping them on. Whipping them chickens like the Colonel Mingle, bring a foot up. Three seconds to say something to me, or I'm hanging up the phone. Why girl at Anderson, rapping the packages. I get that box to you, dope. Yeah, I got two cellular phones. 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 I got a Metro PCS Obama can, two flip phones. It's a money call, so when that phone ring, ain't no ringtone. What's happening? It's your boy Zip Gang and Cyan. We back, yo, two and two. So, yo, man, we really want to jump into this. And uh, we had a great time talking about something that was uh, really, really, we think is probably one of the most superior skills you can have. Yeah, and, sure. and I think uh, that's adaptability. Yeah, it's definitely adaptability. Because if you couldn't adapt to a difficult situation, you know, you could be forced to act out of character, you know. And, mm. and like I said, uh you know, to be adaptable is to make other people around you, first of all, feel comfortable. Definitely. You know, so, you know, in any situation, if you're put in a room with a bunch of people that you do not know from different cultures, if you're adaptable, you are able to talk to every single person in that room with mm. no problem. Wow. You know, but if you can't adapt, you mm. know, certain things will make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, That's and... Right. And you know what? Even being uncomfortable is a good thing because it might make you step out of your shell. But again, if it, you're made uncomfortable, you need to then adapt to the situation and bounce back. Definitely. You know? Definitely. I agree. I think uh, adaptability, I mean, it's funny we were having this conversation because, like, like if some people have asked me, like, what is the number one skill set that you need to have to be successful in life? Or just out of, if anything you wanted to be in life that you needed to take with you. And I, I've always answered adaptability. Like, because, like, if you can't adapt, I mean, essentially anything that doesn't adapt dies. I mean, right. like, that's the law of nature, like right? The strong survive. The strong survive, yeah. right? So, like, if you ain't adapt, like, oh, I can't, I'm tired of this technology, man. I can't swipe my card, man. They take cash. It's places that don't even take cash. Right. Like, they, they banned it in certain parts of San Francisco. They were like, you know what? If you don't take cash, you you not. Yeah, I know some people who just want checks. Yeah. They don't want a bank account. They want, all, you know, they just, you know, and it's literally because they're like, oh, you know, there's all these things watching you and so on and so forth. But it's like, granted, if the world ends tomorrow and it's an apocalypse, great. You know how to survive without all the things that everybody else is using to survive. But <laughs> you also don't know how to do certain things right now, in the now, today. You got to have both. Because you're not adapting to what's new. You got to have both. It's one of my favorite songs with uh, Nas and uh, I want to say Junior Gong. What's Damian Martin? I think he's Junior Gong. It's called Sabali, which means patience for now. And on that song, he said, man, uh, he said, can you can you heal them broken bones with the wet mud or something? He's like, can you, can, can you drive? He said, can you milk cows even though you drive cars? And I'm like, man, think about that consciousness. Motherfucker want milk, and I don't eat no milk. I, you know, I don't drink yeah. no plant, no only plants. Yeah, but you get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. Know? Like, can you survive right, against all odds? Because so, cool, you don't eat, you know, you don't eat uh, dairy meat. products, right? Or right. meat. Cool, but can you grow food for yourself? Boom. That's what he's saying. Right? Can you, you know, can you grow your own food? You know, like, cool, you can make this money, you can spend this money, you can buy these things. But, but like I just said, if, if worse comes to worse and the world ends tomorrow, yeah, are right. you able to adapt? Can you build a fire? Yeah. You know what I mean? What, that, would, what would people do with their time? Think about how much time I've spent on Facebook, Instagram. What in a world where if somebody just turned the lights off tomorrow, what, outside of finding food, when you got through finding food and you had that, what the fuck would people be doing? You know, and, and that's sad because a lot of people don't even know how to have regular conversation. I've had I've had people, you know, try to hit on me on like social media and talk to me and have a whole conversation hey, with me. No, I'm just no, you know, have a whole conversation with me. How are you? How was your day? Maybe ask a few questions about me and then I will give them my number, like, all right, cool, let's talk off of this, right? 
And then when we get back to talking, they repeating all them questions that they asked me on on the social media, almost like they just don't even know how to get off of that. Almost, mm. and this is through text message. So it's like you basically just text me the same things you've just been texting me for the past hour. And if I call you, what are you gonna do? The first thing you're gonna do is ask me how are you, like as if you didn't just ask me that how shit twice. You just asked me that joint twice on, so, you know, but it's almost like people just don't know how to talk to each other anymore. They worried you as know? fuck. But you can get a lot out in a text. Mother sent you an 18 page letter. I'll be right. pissed off. Don't send me an 18 page letter, man. Call right. me with that. Right. Matter of fact, pull up. Half the times I don't read that. I just respond like, listen, I'm not about to read that. So. Like, you can pull up with that shit, man. I don't want to hear that shit. Text me all this shit. I got to read a damn dissertation to then get your emotion. Yeah. Then I got to add what I think you're feeling. Right. Man, this too. This ain't no fucking yeah. creative writing course. Right. Man, call me because I don't know your tone. You know, it's I didn't crazy. see your facial expressions. I, I don't know how you mean this paragraph. That's real. You know, it's, you know. so you do a lot of poetry, right? I mean, yeah. I just when I was younger, I used to. My parents were super strict, so I used to just write a lot. You know, um, my, my sister could draw really, really good. She no. could still draw really well, and I can't draw. So, you know, she's drawing and I might have been doodling or whatever, but I used to write, you know, even just write to myself, you know, sometimes I want to run away because I'm like upset or whatever. I just, I used to write a lot. And then, yeah, in English class, when they started like, you know, teaching poetry and rhyming and some poetry that don't rhyme and things like that, like, I just got really into it and I like music a lot. I like to sing. So, you know, I I would write songs. Um, So when I was 15, I was like, Recording songs dope. and trying to perform at little venues. That's you dope know? as hell. And um, when I moved here, even I recorded like five songs on my website. Oh shit! Um, but I gotta check them out. But check I just them out. I really like to write. That's and, dope. And I made right before I moved here, I made a email journal. Mm. You know, so I could just sometimes it might look like I'm texting somebody, but I'm emailing myself. So dope! Know? I need to do. That. I need to keep that in mind. It's dope. And, yeah, and it's nice. You know what? I saw a commercial. That's how I did that because it was basically like a dude. His daughter was born, and he made an email right when she was born. And mm. ever since she was a baby, he's sending all this stuff. And then oh when she turns God. 18, he gives her the username and wow. password. Right, right. That's so dope. <laughs> right. So that's why I did it. And. Uh, um, and like I said, I write a lot of poems, you know, based on what I'm feeling, boyfriends, breaking my heart, making my day, you know, just whatever. Broke your heart? Motherfucker need, yeah. They need to get the gasoline yeah. and just light the match. Right, you sound like my dad. He I'm said just saying. <laughs> but you know what happened? I got my heart broke at the end of 2017. Bad. I was sad, right? And I didn't want to tell my mom because I didn't want her to be sad. Oh, yeah. But I told my dad because I knew he would pump me up, Damn right? right? You know, because it's dad. That's what daddy you know? do. Yeah, you know, so I tell him. He goes, man, he doesn't know that you're a brick house. And you know that song? Like, she's yeah, a brick. brick. So that's yeah, my yeah. ringtone. If you call me, it's I love so it. loud and obnoxious because I, I got the live it. version. <laughs> but <laughs> he definitely, you know, so I, I kept it on there for a while. That's I mean, dope. it's still on there, but it was yeah. making me feel better. For Daddy a while. ain't lied. You're yeah, a brick house, so daughter. so sweet for him Look, to say I'm that. I'm just saying. So <laughs> I just didn't expect it. You know, like, that I, is, that's you, know, supposed you to expect be. your dad to be like, oh, you know, fuck you. Especially my dad. I expect him to be like, man, fuck him. This, that, and the third. But he, you know, he said fuck him, but not in those words. You know, that's real. It's kind of like, man, he doesn't know who you are. That's his loss. You know? Yeah, I got daughters. I always tell them, all right, look, man. One, I tell them, I'm, I'm going to help them pick out the, uh, yeah. the guy. They be like, oh, yeah, it's my, my oldest, my, my middle daughter. She's like, look. Yeah, I want you to help me pick out my guy because right. these motherfuckers are playing. You right. know, she ain't say motherfucker, but right. she think my mind. She's, she's like, out here. Yeah, she's out here. My children. How old is she? She's ten. Oh yeah. So yeah, she's gonna be a lot, yeah. long time for right. we get to picking up. How old is the oldest? The oldest is nineteen. She's in college. Oh. Okay. And so she has the she's worst. She's out here too. No, she's oh, okay. at Kent State. She's oh. out in Ohio, and she has the worst. She's not gonna listen to this episode. So, and, she, but she got some of the worst, you know, kind of metrics when it comes to guys, uh, and you know, it's one of those things where I think is really. You know, it's all about, they grew up in this kind of, like, community where they didn't see a lot of black boys, especially the girls. Now, my younger daughters, they're, world, they're, they're in world school, so they going everywhere, they traveling. But when they were in school, we, we tried the parochial. Oh, gosh, you know, this guy's going to go to this great school. Yeah. You're going to be all these great kids. Mm-hmm. You're going to play lacrosse and, and all that <laughs> bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And then your kids, like, I got, my son was an amazing athlete. He's, yeah. he's a uh, junior now. And just, now he's like, He's, I'm into photography and skateboards. Yeah. And the dude was like, just like, fuck sports. And I mean, which I ain't got no problem with that because yeah. I was creative. I'm still creating. We we create right now. Right. But I think, you know, and I'll tie this back to dating. He dated a girl. They had a tough breakup. You know what I'm saying? But they, the racial components of the people that they chose to date weren't in, indigenous like they are, right? Yeah. 
And so I think when you're first dating experience, you have to date somebody from your culture. And I, and I say this because, like, even in media, when the last time you seen a black man save a black woman? Right. Like, just on, just on a commercial. You do right. commercials. Right. When the last time you seen a little boy pick a little black girl up off the swings if she fell? Right. Like, so in our consciousness, we don't even see each other as each other's resource. But, you know, that is so... You know, it's so deep. It's so deep. It's so much deeper than that. You know, because it, it's like, and I w- that's what I was gonna say about dating. It's like, imagine my generation. You know, like may- back in the fifties, dudes were dating. You, my wife. After a week or two, they married, having kids early. All these. You, things. you must ain't never dated a Haitian. Yeah. Oh, a Haitian, no, Amer- a Haitian. Like, dude, you, my wife today. <laughs> right, but like my generation is like, oh, you know where. We're dating non-exclusively. You know, but we created that shit in high school. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, we're talking, but you're not really my boyfriend or girlfriend. So now it's even worse. That's crazy. It's gotten so much worse because, I mean, I was hearing that shit in high school. Like, what the fuck do you mean we're dating non-exclusively? We're either dating or we're not. You know, but how are we, how is this non-exclusive dating? That just means you want to date other people too. So we're not dating. You're not dating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, dating, like, where I grew up, and we probably, I ain't, I ain't that much. Oh, I'm in my 30s, but late 30s. So I was like, we courted though. We still were like, yo, I'm gonna I'm I'm pursue. The pursuit meant something. Yeah, they don't need, it's not. So that's the thing. Even yeah. though I might be way older than your daughter, yeah. the guys that she's dealing with are probably just like the guys Same that I'm bullshit. dealing with. You know, yeah. And not to mention, you know, you have all this access to other people. You know, people can't even focus on one person, you know, so it's like, if you piss off, if your boyfriend pisses you off or your girlfriend pisses you Call off, there's a good chance you might be talking to somebody else on social media. They don't even have your number. That's true, but though. But you're talking to somebody else on social media. That's true. You know? I've seen married sisters engage in, I would say, conversations. Now, and again, I don't, you know, people tell me a lot of stuff that married people, I'll be like, damn, I'll be shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, my personal belief, I believe in polygamy, so, and polyamory, so I think mm-hmm. as long as you have clarity, in your relationships and you're able to say look this is what this is like in my culture as long as you're able to provide for your family and take care of them and you're clear about what you're doing now if you out here trying to i ain't the polyamorous where you know like the dudes that got like i got two good boyfriends i got two girlfriends and that's that's some weird shit i'm talking about when you look at our culture in our communities we got baby mamas everywhere mm-hmm. cat can have five baby mamas but if somebody told you Yo, I want one of five wives. Oh, no. Oh, nigga. Like, what did you want? You know what I'm saying? Think about that construct. Like you said, it's deeper than that, right? Why is it okay for a black man to have five baby mamas but not five wives? Why is it okay for the white boy to get on TV and have sister wives have a whole show, a couple seasons, and get paid to promote their... their, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's fucked up. But either way, it's not okay for a guy to have five baby mamas. Nobody I totally agree. That just happens. You know, but that's not even the, looked at as it's okay. But I think it's the culture, know? but the culture accepts to see that black woman with that baby by herself. Well, it's not versus so much her the, having to have yeah, to be with a man. Even, it's not even so much that the culture just accepts it. It's just, um, you know, you have things that were were in play like welfare and things like <sighs> that. First deep. of all, even before welfare, you've got you've got slavery times where you immediately take a child from their mother. Um, and give it somewhere else, so you don't even know where. Well, you're even from. like the even like the man. Yeah, he got taking like, the look, yeah. taking him, and he like you yeah, go yeah. knock her up, go knock right. this one up. Yeah, so now you've got all this trauma. This inter like this is just trauma that passes yeah. down, like you know what I mean. So, so a lot of what I, my vision, and this is a good show. This is great. This is great content we talk. Um, is like us to create like a new construct. Like I, I'm a futurist, so I really believe. And again, going to metaphysics. Like, we can contemplate the conditions we wish to surround ourselves in. Like, the more we watch, and again, we in the media, so this is hard, but the more we continue to condition our consciousness with content that we don't create, with shit that we don't see, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't got no problem with interracial dating. I just don't want to see it all day long. I want you to show a proud black family as much as you show the black sister with the white guy. As much as you show that, show me, show. And you know what? The thing is, is like, it needs to be, like, black people, you know, we don't like to unify with each other. Yeah. We you sure know? don't. That, that uh, we part. Like, so we compete with each other and we help other races. Um, 
Oh, we have another motherfucker build up the biggest. Man, let us try yeah, to get some shit just, together. We like, oh, man. You know, so the only thing is, is, is again, it's like you got years and years and years of all these, you know, like you said, nice, solid white families on TV. Mm. Um, but you, you never really had so much of, you know, you have a lot of people who want integration. You know, Ooh, help me hold it go. So the thing about it is, is you got all these people, and it's like great. You know, you we had Martin Luther King saying integrate, integrate, but people don't realize that right before he died, he said, "Oh my God, I integrated my people into a burning, burning house. house because Facts. he knows that that might not have been the best thing for us because, like, like you said, now it's like, all right, cool, they have all this interracial stuff on TV. I've been in plenty of commercials where they gave me a white husband. You know what I Facts. mean? Um, but. You know, it's just, and you know, and there's even still a bunch of white people who don't want to see that either. No, hell no. You know, like, I'm on Facebook yeah. and you see the message. Yeah. They like, they're talking bad. Yeah, like, as much as, as much as, you know, they, you might think they don't want to see a healthy black family. I think they'd rather see a whole healthy black family I than agree. to see them. I totally <laughs> mixed. agree. Um, but then again, some people are like, yo, we're all just people. And that's what I be trying to tell people sometimes because it's like, no matter what anybody thinks, the first people were black. Period. You know, um, and Moors were everywhere. Yes. So, yes. Speak on it. Yeah. So, you know, there you know, you can't really call people black and white. Yeah, I hate to use that word. And I hate to use the word. Black is a legal status. Yeah. White is a legal status. Right. Right. You definitely need to be talking nationality. It's not even a status. It's not right. a status. You get nothing by you get being nothing. called black. You got no nothing. rights. It's no rights. Black. Like, Matter of fact, it's almost like a right reduction. Right. Right. Soon as you, soon as you <laughs> right. check the black box, like nigga, right. oh, oh, you black? Oh yeah, we got something for that. Right. Oh yeah, they be like Black Lives Matter. I'm like, I'm a newbie. Right, you lose all your rights. Black Lives Matter? No, right. they don't. Yeah, you seen? Right. You know what I mean? Come I on. just, you know, I just sent out the paperwork for like the United States of America um, Republic. You know. So when you come to Morocco? Yeah. Right. When, when, you want to go to Morocco? Right. Come on, I we go. To. I'm going right. in. Uh, what's right. going in October? So you come know, on. one of my friends, she's on it. Shout That's out to Mama Lisa. Yeah. She is on it. That's what's you up. You know and. She just gave me all this information, and, you know, we just be chopping it up, talking back and forth, and, you know, we were talking about starting businesses, and she was like, I'm going to open a school, and it's like, she should, because she has taught me so much, you know, and she is just researching her life away, you know, and she's Puerto, you know, she's Puerto Rican. I, lo know? I love it. So, Lost tribe, baby. We all right, got to get together. Right. Damn right. So she's, you know, she's, she's right there with, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all Moors, and yes. it's just... You know, it just depends who colonized where you was at. That's you know? it. All over the planet. I mean, you go to West Papua New Guinea. Yeah. I mean, they, they people darker than us. You know it's what I mean? Just every, every, it's everything. Dope. I mean, again, but you know what the thing about it is? Is it's so funny because everybody knows what divide and conquer is. Everybody knows what that is. Everybody knows what it means. If you if you explain it to them, you can explain it in the the most layman's terms ever, and people will understand. But people don't realize that it has been done to us. You know? But I mean like it has been done to us, you know, with religion yes. and politics and you know, and skin color and yeah. race and oh my God. just all this craziness, you know, and it's all almost constructs. Like, it's like if you see a fucking bird and it's black, you're like, Oh, that's a pretty black bird. If you see a red bird fly up, you're not gonna be like, Ugh, look at that ugly bird because it's red. You gonna still like the it's a bird, it's a it's fucking a, bird. Period. You know? And we're all humans, but we're like, Oh, look at her, she's white or she's light or she's dark and, and that's the thing, even amongst ourselves, it's like, Oh, you light skin and you dark skin yeah, and it's that. like it's it's like as if black people don't have a hard enough time already, but we're giving each other a hard time for being different shades. It's insane. Why am I? It's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. I agree. That colorism is, is that shit's so 1990s dead, but, but it's, it's still alive. Deep rooted, you know, it's not for no reason because no. you got slaves on a plantation where a light skinned person gets to be in the house and a dark skinned person gets to be outside. And, and it makes a light skinned person feel like, oh, I'm fancy because I'm light skinned. And it's got the dark skinned person outside, like, man, fuck that light skinned motherfucker who got to be inside, you That's know? True. And it's just deep rooted. It gets passed on. Look at that light skinned motherfucker. Look at this dark. You know, it just keeps, you know, it's just, so it does take, you know, a generation or, you know, a peep of people yes. as a whole to be like, yo, you know, we're all just yeah, right. people, yeah, you right. know? And, for black people, first of all, because everybody else is unified, just yeah. great, just fine. You know, you got the Asians hiring the Asians, Asians and having their nice Asian neighborhoods and everything, Indians and everything. Everybody's working together really well. And we know, sitting there looking like we're having a hard time man, working together. We trying to get a 
Man, we still trying to win Grammy Awards. It's, yeah, it's I just, mean, just be honest, we still trying to, you know, eat at somebody else's table. Yeah. Instead it's, of creating our own. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is... And I ain't got nothing against the Grammy. It's just been such a long time of, look, this is what was built. We got we got this rope. See, we, see, this is the thing. What's proven, 2008 proved, especially with this counterfeit financial kingdom, and I worked in finance, they bail, they bail out the banks, but not the people. Yeah. And the banks or banks are you, short bankers, long Bitcoin, long, but short bankers, period, because the reality is they fucked us. They fucked us in 2008. They took, I mean, half people lost half their wealth in 2008, whether it was in homes, 401ks. But you know what? They fucked us by creating a Federal Reserve right after the Titanic crashed. You know what I'm saying? Like, they fucked us then when they started giving niggas Come income on. tax and all these certain things, you know? And and the people just let it happen. But the thing is, is you know, when, when Obama was president and he was telling Native Americans to claim their nationality and this Why and that. Why didn't we jump he on was, it? But he, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't just talking to Native Americans. No, he I agree. He was telling everybody, claim your nationality. Because why? The United States is the corporation that it is. You know, it's not it's not an actual country. That's so right. it's like, you know, he's telling you you can claim your nationality, you know, to where, you know, you won't have to pay so much taxes if you claim your nationality. Facts. You know? Facts. Like, just trying to call yourself a U.S. citizen is not doing the best thing no. for you. I no. paid so much taxes, you know, by just being a U.S. citizen, black, yep. <laughs> and single. That's you real. Know? That's real. Like with no property, you know what I'm saying? Like you just pay so much fucking taxes. And then they got another car. You stealing from them? Right. We just had a, right. and, and I hate to bring this up, but I'm gonna bring it up because it really goes back to, it's rooted in our conversation. There was a sister down in Texas. She's at the, uh, um, she was at the what you call that, the food stamps office. Mm-hmm. Literally, they told her that somewhere the application, yada yada yada. She shot herself. Oh yeah, I saw. And the and kids. Her kids. And I'm sitting here like, see that. what kind of world do we live in? One, where if you're giving assistance and the people that need it most can't get it, but two, where damn, if somebody feel that hopeless, where they like, I'd have moved down from Ohio, trying to get down here and get some paper. They tell me Texas is a good place to live because I want my kids to be good. You never know what nobody got going on, but then just like that, it's like, man, that's how you know the system is wrong. It's all fucked up. It's, it's fucked just, up. And you know what? It's like that period because you got veterans that come back and are homeless. Yep. You know, you, you got all these people, period, that are, you know, I mean, they're homeless here because the weather's nice. You know, there can't be that many homeless people in New York and Boston and Alabama. places like Chicago because it's so fucking cold. Over here, the weather's nice. So there's so many homeless people out here. You know, and it's, and it's like, gotten worse in the past six years. They say, right? Yeah, I mean, but you—that's the thing. Like, like you got a bunch of people, first of all, killing themselves and their families in the news. Just period for the past couple of yeah, years. It's been crazy. You know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of it's like financial struggle. I agree. You know, I agree. Because like even men's suicide rate skyrocket so high. And it'd be like a dude gets a divorce and a woman takes him for all these guys and he ain't got shit left and he gets super depressed and he kills himself. Yeah. You know, because she's dragging him through the mud, through his family and her family. And, you know, sometimes can't dudes, see his kids. And dudes don't be knowing how to, like, open up to, like, their homeboys. And then if they don't have another woman to open up to, like, they have nobody to talk to. And it's almost like they implode and, you know, they're committing suicide. Elderly people yeah. commit suicide at a high rate. Like, that's just fucking crazy. I mean, young it's black hard kids. It's out here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but you got a lot of kids yeah. also killing themselves because of their being because they're being bullied. bullied. But the thing about it is, is it's not like kids are just all of a sudden getting bullied. Oh, he's being bullied it's when just, he's coming up. It's just talked about so much. And then they put it on the internet. And, and then they talk about other kids killing themselves. You know, and, you know, kids do things that other kids are doing. Damn right. You know, and it's like, you make it seem like all this shit that you're putting in the news is not making little kids out here, one, bully one another. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, think that, oh, I saw her kill herself because she was being bullied. That's the alternative I'm going to take. Like, mm. What? You know, but you but got the that, worst things ever on the news. It's that marketing. Yeah. That's their form of marketing. Who's controlling the narrative? Right. I mean, right. that's why I get, I get deep into we need to meditate with our kids when you start yeah. the day. No, te- no dumb box. 
But you got a lot of all people day that long. are like, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. I can't focus. And it's like, you know, you can go through guided meditation. You can try yeah. all different types until you figure it out. Exactly. You know, especially once you realize that it's important. Exactly. You know, it I is agree. important. I totally agree. Because they have those schools that were in, like, they had articles about them where it was like, instead of detention, they replaced it with meditation. Mm. You know, and, and it changed the outcome of, you know, the kids' school year significantly, wow. you know? I, yeah, you know what? And I agree. I mean... It it's pro, it profoundly changed my life. Like I mean, like in ways I can't even quantify. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, I was, I, as I always say, deaf, dumb, and blind. And uh, as I started meditating and really like manifesting, like those things that I actually once I got honed in and like hyper focused, it was like so much burden. I mean, I, I went through some tough. I mean, all of us go through tough things. I had, uh, one of my daughters super sick. So that's why it got me into like doing a lot of the service work I do, mm-hmm. especially with the environment. You heard me talk a lot about that on, on this show and on uh, Twitter. And um, but it's just like, how do you balance? You know what I mean? Like I had to wake up. I had she's great now, but at one point she's having a hundred seizures in one day. Mm-hmm. How do you balance? I got to make some money. Got to nurture these kids, mm-hmm. but I got to make sure she's good. Mm-hmm. And so it is a life is this balance. But I think again, if if as, as I can only speak for melanated people. Our ancestral tradition, we lived in Mayat. And so you understand Mayat, we in balance. And so part of our culture was that holistic person, making sure your mind, body, spirit, life, mm-hmm. all were in harmony. And that's something we don't have in the 21st century. Nobody, even the churches failed us because as much as the church is separated from the state, they still are beholden to the state because they find 501c3 paperwork. So they can't say certain shit or they'll lose a uh, non-tax exemption, mm-hmm. exemption status. So you're saying something. That's really deep that we probably won't get into today, but those taxes are correlated with a lot of we're funding our own attrition. You know what I mean? Like we funding all this shit. Like we funding the police shooting us. But you got a yeah, but you know you got a whole lot of you know people who go to church, Christian churches mm-hmm. and things like that, who feel like you know spirituality and talking to your ancestors and the crystals and things like that is like some type of voodoo and it's devil worship. And it's just like I've had my mom's a pastor. I've had to like, I mean, it was to the point where I would visit her crib and I have my sage and she'd be like, I'm burning that shit in my house. I and just, now she's good, but it took her, like, now she's burning. Now yeah. she got her crystals. Now she got her onk. She in church preaching with the onk on. I so just it, posted this video today that I saw and it was basically like this white, it was a cartoon made and there's this white dude talking to this black girl. And he's talking about how, like, you know, what white people did to take over, right? And at some point he's like, if a burglar runs into your house, rapes you, kills your husband, mm. takes your kids, you know, and then tells you, like, okay, oh you gotta, no, you gotta worship my God in order for you to get to heaven. He's like, I would kill that motherfucker. Yeah, right. He was like, but y'all were like, all right, sh- I'm gonna worship God, your God. And shoot their God, too. Yeah, but he was like, nah, y'all decided, y'all, nah, I'm gonna worship your God. Man. We gonna we got we gotta bring you back for another episode to talk about that because I can get so deep, especially on the Bible, yeah. <laughs> because it's so crazy. Because it's almost like when you read the book, you got three different type of gods happening. Because in the Old Testament, that God will come whoop your ass. Right. Like you know, what I'm saying he was like, "Yo, let's go see what they doing." And then you got another God like now, where God at? Motherfucker, yeah. shoot up a church. You be thinking like, okay, damn, I was scared to say this because they throw a lightning bolt. Right. Man, where is God? But that's the thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book. You, you know the book uh, Think and Grow Rich by oh, yeah, Napoleon Hill? Of course. You know his other book, Outwitting the Devil? No, I haven't so read that So he one. has this book called Outwitting the Devil. And if you, you know, he has a conversation where, so basically it's like he goes through this shit, you know, and then he like, you know, gets in touch with his inner self, you know, like his self, self his subconscious basically, his subconscious mind is now like active, you know. And he decides he wants to talk to the devil. So he's got this full-ass, long-ass conversation with the devil. And in it, the devil's even saying to him, he was like, you know, the schools and the churches help me the most. You know, he's like, I control 98% of the population because everybody's just drifting, you Mm. know. And he's like, and the schools and the churches instill the most fear, you know. They teach you, you know, if you don't memorize this or if you don't behave, if you don't do this in school, you know, you'll be punished, this and that. If you don't get these grades, you'll be punished, you know, so Mm -hmm. you're scared. You go to church, if you don't do this, you don't do this, you won't make it to heaven, you won't make it to heaven, so you're scared. And everybody's operating off this fear. Fear. So he's like, that 2%. Of people, those are the free thinkers, yeah. you know. And he's like, and the, yeah, he's like, and those are my worst enemy, you know. 
Um, but man, so y'all hear that, man? Woo, y'all ready to get the science, man? Science, you giving us that real, real. I mean, I appreciate you just sharing all that. Man, no, we are gonna no. take a quick break. <laughs> we'll come back. We are gonna close the people out right. I'm gonna holler at you, man. Two player. Man, we back, we back, man. So look, man, we've had such a great evening, such a great day. Just want to get deep, man. Cyan, what's next for you? What's what's the next big thing? I mean, what what's what's your what's your next big move? I mean, how you? I mean, not even what you're working on so much, but what are you internally? What do you want to? What's you? What's your story? What do you want to tell? What do you, what is your next big thing you want to get out? Well, um, I wrote a book last year. And it was basically like situational poetry. So it was like anything I went through and however I was feeling that day, I generally would sit around and write poems and journal entries and things like that. So I put it together in a book. And, you know, when I thought about it, I have a lot of journal entries. And we were having a conversation earlier about adaptability. And I told you before we were having that conversation that I'm an excellent liar, you know. And I wrote, and I'm writing this book, and it's called, um, you know, I'm not even going to say what it's called, but it's about all the lies that people tell, you know? Um, So, you know, in each chapter, like, so, like, for instance, one chapter is called um, I Love You Too. And, you know, it's like a lot of people say I love you too just because somebody said I love you. It's not because they really mean it, you know? And uh, same thing, well, I'm sorry. A lot of times you just say it because, you know, you feel like you had to say it, not because you're really sorry. Because if you're really sorry, a real a real apology requires change behavior. I you know, So a lot of people just say it to say it. But, you know, and it's like you learn these little things to lie about. Because that's a little, you know, you might think like it's not a big lie. If somebody's like, I missed you. And you're like, I missed you too, even though you didn't miss that person. It doesn't seem like the biggest lie in the world. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you remember your mom being like, oh, God, I can't stand your aunt. And then when your aunt come through the door, she's like, oh, my God, I miss you so much. You know, you learn those little lies early, you know. So, I guess I've been having the most fun with vulnerability, mm. you know. Because a lot of people aren't so open. No. And they're not so honest. And they're not so vulnerable. And it's, sometimes it makes people uncomfortable, you know, for you to be so honest and to be so vulnerable. And I really don't give a shit. I love you know, it. So, I love it, yeah. So, I did just decide that I would keep writing books that were as open and honest as possible, you know, and, you know, and touching my experiences. So, you know, I've told a bunch of motherfuckers I love you too because they said it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been there, you know, and I've got a a million I'm sorry's that nobody fucking met, you know? That's real. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've been working on it and I'll I'll have it out before the year ends. That's so amazing. That's Um, dope. But, like I said, it's just been really. You know, I had I had a boyfriend since I was like twelve. Just always had somebody, you know. And I've always been very like self aware. And my father always made sure I was like super confident and things like that. Um, my mom too. So, but I always had somebody, you know. And it almost, you know, for a while felt like you know my happiness was dependent on somebody Mm. else, you know. So even when I wrote that book, I had gotten to a place where I was so happy just by myself like I am right now like I'm so happy you know in my solitude you know so it's almost like I want a boyfriend or a husband rather you know but it's like I'm not looking for somebody to fill some like I'm not looking for my better half I'm whole that's real you know but I'm I'm looking for somebody who can add value yeah you know and like add to my solitude yeah, you know what I mean because it's already such a peaceful place it's so happy and that's nice that. and chill yeah, right. you seem like you have you seem so, very good you seem very tranquil so that's yeah good. I mean I did the best I can to and that was the thing I was really sad I did get my heart broke you know and I that's was really, really sad and um I did a lot of you know the secret you know, oh, yeah, 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 and sure. just a lot of affirmations, listening to them when I go to bed, writing them all day, mm-hmm. writing you, you stuff. You with Deepak Chopra? Yeah. Oh, yeah everybody yeah. knows Deepak. Deepak like the rock star. Yeah. Um, I wrote a lot in journals, and I like to write in pencil because it's more likely to happen. Mm. Um, so it's nice. So in like, pencil, is more likely to happen if you write it in pencil? Yeah, because it's like a, wow. it's not, it's lead. It's not like a man-made thing. Mm, dope. Know, That's so. real. 
It's like on real paper. I think Erica Badu said it. She said, Come write on. down what you want on real paper with a real pencil yeah. and watch it happen. I mean, even you talk about Napoleon Hill. I mean, he yeah. talks about it. Um, here's another book that uh, I rarely ever talk about. Mm -hmm. That's because the person that told me about it, I think he got me. He in federal prison, but we may be out now. But he made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, his book is called Law of Success in 16 Lessons. Mm -hmm. And this, this was like before Think and Grow Rich, he wrote this book. And it was something that you actually, I think you screenshot it from, uh, I think you screenshot it from Thinking Grow Rich, mm -hmm. but it was just talking about that power of the woman to influence oh, yeah. her man. And I mm -hmm. thought that was just like phenomenal because like even in Law of Success, he talks so much about like that influence of the woman. But you know, it's like a mastermind, so to speak, like. You know, the strongest yeah. mind. It can never be one. It's always two or more. Two or more. No, 1,000%. You know? So yeah. it can never just be one. It never can be used one. So, yeah. and like I was saying to my little brother today, I'm like, you know, if, if you, there's things that my little brothers ask me for, you know, like they ask me maybe to write their resume or fix anything that they wrote, you know, because I'm really good right. with grammar. I like to write, you Definitely. know, and all this stuff. I loved English class. Like, it was great, you know. Um, but it's like, if you, if they have a girlfriend... You know, since they're not he, since they're not good at writing resumes and so on and so forth, your fucking girlfriend needs to be able to do that shit for you. If you're not with somebody who can compliment you and do the things that you can do and vice versa, you do the things that she can't do, what the fuck are y'all together for? I agree. Like, you I know, because, you. you know, first of all, women can move in a way that men can't sure, move. Uh, so, thousand percent. You know, it's just like you already can't do certain things, you know. So if you're going to have a girlfriend... Make sure she can help you with the things that you can't do. Because, great, yeah, you got a sister and I'll help you all day. But your girlfriend needs to be doing something. No, for something. sure. You no, 1,000%. No, I think that's that's important. Like, um, I've always like, had different various business partners. I had a, a female business partner. Maybe I hate the word female. It sounds so scientific. Mm -hmm. I, had a, I had a sister who was a yeah. business partner in my sports agency. And um, she was amazing at what she did. And I loved having her as a partner because she could, like, literally, some of the guys, I mean, they going to see optics first. They're like, oh. Mm -hmm. What's up? At least sit down and have a conversation versus sometimes with me, they like, right. I'm good. Even when I go into churches and I do like volunteer work, the pastors are like, yo, I don't want this other man who's pretty articulate talking to my people. Mm -hmm. But when I bring the sister in, he's like, oh, yeah, sister right. so-and-so, you can talk to everybody because he don't right. look at her as somebody that's trying to steal his flock. Mm -hmm. or You know what I'm saying? So I believe that, you know, if you have a strong woman and, and, and she supports you and, and, and can even like compliments you, she can help you navigate and you can help her navigate in rooms and places right. that she can. I mean, right. that's you know, next level. Girls be learning certain things that dudes are never going to care about, you know, but like a woman could, and dudes too, y'all be learning things that we're never going to care about, you know, but you can help a woman so much and she can help you so much in return. So what's a good, so that's a good, I want, what's a, what's a good way a brother can help a sister? Like just on, not whether it's intimate relationships or like platonic relationships, what's, what is the best way you think a, a male supporter can help? his female counterpart i mean you know like in my book about lies right one of the one of the chapters is about faking it like in sex you know and it's almost like and i asked the question whose fault is it you know mm. is it the woman's fault for not being open and being like oh i don't like that can you do this or that or is it the dude's fault for not asking initially and mm. being like do you like it this way do you like it this way and while he's doing it ask the question mm. right but the thing about it is is People don't know how to communicate anyway. That's real. You know, and egos are super big. Yes. You know, so. Nobody want to lose. Man or woman, like, I don't want to lose. But the thing about it is, is people need to realize that if you're in a couple, if one of you loses, both of you, you lose. lose. It's thousand percent. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't be trying to win. You but see, I mean? think that's Like, what, unless both of y'all are going to win. And I think the fucked up part about modern relationships is something you said, that transparency. Like, how can we be together naked? But we can't be together like naked, naked. right? You know what I mean? Right. Like I want to know, I want to know everything you're afraid right. of, like because I'm not going to use it against you. Right. So one, I can either help, but that's affirm it. Too. Right. A lot of times, you know, you have trusted somebody so much, yeah, and they have used it against yeah, you. Yeah, that's that And a bullshit. lot of people just don't know how to let let that go. You know, you hold it on, I've been hold there. on to it. I've been know? there. And you bring it into the next relationship where you're like, well, this happened to me before, so I'm not about to let you do that shit to me. And we all do it, you know. And then law of attraction, like once you get on this frequency. Anything you don't want, 
if you fuck, you get yeah. like if you focus on like yeah. I don't want the motherfucker to do that to me. Right. Keep keep thinking yeah. that shit. That shit gonna right. you know it's gonna hit your ass in your chest. Right. You like oh shit right. like I was I, right. And, and I'm not gonna lie, when I got my heart broken, I knew it was me. Because mm. I ain't trust his ass the whole motherfucking time anyway. That's like he real. gonna leave me. I, I kept saying this to myself for the longest yeah. time. That's real. Then what she did? Right. So you you were right. more heartbroken. For what you manifested then. Yeah. That's absolutely. real. I just knew. That's you real. Know, I, I mean, I felt like it, but, you know. I went through that in a relationship. I, I, I said this girl, I was like, yo, she going to cheat on me. She going to cheat on me. And with the guy she cheated on me, I'm like, she going to fuck that nigga. So, so, so. I'm younger. This is decades ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn shit. And then when it came out, we went through the whole drama. I'm like, man, why you do that shit to me? Keep my mind. Like, nigga, you, you said she was going to do it anyway. Right. And that's the thing. It's like we don't want to own like that I, shit. Yeah, it's almost like when somebody says, "Oh, if you go look at through his phone, you're gonna find it." Why? Because you already thinking like I'm you gonna already, find it. I'm gonna find it. You know, uh-huh. of course you're gonna find it. You My grandma it. always said, "If you look for a boogie, you're gonna find yeah. one." Messy breasts and feet. She yeah. always said that. That's so funny, and it's yeah. facts. So that was the thing. Like it was like two years ago, and I was constantly telling myself, like he's not happy. He don't really want to be in a relationship. And when he broke up with me, that's exactly what he said. Basically, that he just didn't really want to be in a relationship right now. He needed to be single. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. You know, while I was thinking that, he was telling me otherwise. Mm. You know, like, nah, I'm trying to be married to you, this and that, I love you so much, blah, 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 all this shit, you know, there's kids involved and all this stuff. So then when you break up, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck? The whole time I was needing reassurance, you were reassuring me, you know, and but now you it's really exa- sure. yeah, and right. now it's exactly what I said it was to begin with, which, like I said, I probably brought that upon myself because it was heavy on my mind. That's you know? real. And it's like, oh, you just had a gut instinct. Mm, yeah, or I made it happen. Because that's what happens when you think about something so much. That's you real. It happen. Manifest. Manifestation. Yeah. 1,000%. So, you know, that's why you got to, you know, even words are like spells. You yeah. Know? So it's funny because I was telling my friend the other day, like, every time something's funny, we're like, oh, my God, I'm dead or I'm dying. And I'm like, yo, I need to stop saying that I'm shit. Because I, right, yo, I said <laughs> I'm alive, like, ten times after that, like, dawned on me. I sat there like, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. I, I just say myself, that same shit, too. I just thought to myself, how many times a day are we saying, oh, I'm fucking dead or I'm dying right now? Like, no. nah, I'm not trying to be dying yeah, or dead. Dying. Right. No, no, no. Well, words good. are powerful. Words are powerful. Right. Words words are powerful. I mean, I, it's a book, um. Yeah. I don't give again. I don't give out all the juice. But I'm we dropping. Y'all got a special sister on with me, so I gotta give. It. It's a book called um, by Florence Covelshin called "Your Word Is Your Wand," mm-hmm. and it's it's old as, but it's like Christian science. Yeah. And like literally, like they believe your word. You can baptize any situation with your word. Yeah. So I think I, I really believe in it. I've seen like where I even like I start my day with manifestation. Today is the day of my amazing good fortune. Yeah. And miracle right. miracle shall follow miracle. So that's like one of my favorite affirmations. That's dope. So it's like I, I, I start the day with that, mm-hmm. and then I end the day with gratitude. Yeah. So I'm going to end this with gratitude. Thanking you for oh. sharing your light. No, thank you. Sharing your you. energy, your love, your vulnerability. <laughs> you brought sure. you. I mean, you brought the science. I mean, this is going to be big, and uh, I appreciate you just coming in. Oh, for sure. You know, taking your time and uh, letting that light shine. It was my pleasure. You know, my mom used to always ask me when I was a kid, like, you want some water? And I'd be like, Why? And she'd be like, because you ain't shut up since I've seen you. You know, like, I just love to talk. That's amazing. <laughs> and I do. I do. I love to talk. You know, well, that's so good. We got to bring you back then. Come on yeah, back. You know what I'm saying? We got to do it again. Anytime. So, well, I appreciate you, man. Y'all heard it, man. Sign Ribeiro. Y'all say it again? Uh, yeah, Sign Ribeiro. Sign Ribeiro, man. <laughs> the superstar. But look, you heard it here first. You know me, man. I get talent. I find the best talent on the galaxy. And y'all heard it from me first. So, you know it. Talk to you soon, man. Two player, we out. Peace.